Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. You're with Hervoye Morich on today's news talk radio, TNT. Round two, we got number six coming up. That's his Anon name. He's host of the new Prisoners TMP Live uh, over at AM Wake Up every Friday morning. What's happening in the world? Uh, as I mentioned last hour with Zach, this USA Today story about could 2024 election cause society to collapse? You know, we've had Melanie Jolie, foreign minister of Canada, saying, oh, America's going to become a dictatorship under Trump 2024. Uh, you know, all of these globalist, Western, Satanist, liberals, um, whereas Alex Craner and I like to call it, um, uh, as the Croatian admiral Davor Domazet Losho, got his book up there right behind me somewhere, he calls it the Western occult uh, oligarchy. Um, they use these talking points. Uh, and in this article, they're talking about how both sides, left and right, are starting to freak out and become preppers. And that's kind of interesting as well when it comes to this comment from Steve Bannon, uh, who says uh, that he believes the George Santos explosion from Congress could fuel a GOP civil war. So we've got all sorts of civil wars in the pipeline, uh, not to mention what's happening in Venezuela just yesterday. Venezuelan voters apparently voted to annex their neighbor, Guyana. One of the people interviewed says, we have to vote for the defense of our nation because the Esequibo belongs to us and we can't leave it to the gringos or the Americans, said an 80-year-old uh, retired Venezuelan voter in Caracas. I personally don't think much is going to happen. I just think this is banana, banana republics, you know, classic banana republic stuff. Uh, I think the the numbers that Maduro projects for for the votes are fraudulent, and um, I think he sees. Look, everyone else is, you know, Azerbaijan is annexing Nagorno Karabakh, Israel is annexing Gaza, China is probably going to annex Taiwan. Uh, the U.S. is attempting nonstop to annex territory. Why don't we join the party? You know, we don't want to be left out. So I think that's sort of what that's all about. And um, going to Palestine, there was an interesting clip. They did this during COVID. So this is absolutely crazy. There's a, apparently an Israeli forces drone that was equipped with speakers and was sent to South Southwest Bank to threaten people not to resist in any way. It said, quote, if you are thinking of doing something or resisting, we'll reach you, and if necessary, we'll kill you. We saw clips during COVID-1984 of drones in China, I think, and maybe other places that said, I can't recall what they said, but things to the tune of just comply, do not resist, don't leave your quarantine, blah, blah, blah. It's, this is so, um, you know, beyond Orwell. But this is what I've been saying. I think, you know, what they're doing with covid is what they're doing with these wars you're seeing with these wars in russia in israel in france in us you're you're they're, they're taking away your free speech rights if you criticize you know it's it, we're living effectively under martial law and then they're bringing in all the digital controls the drones normalizing you know drone drones flying around in your backyard and all this sort of crazy talk uh and speaking of cuba as well um 
the leader uh, of, of the Islamic Revolution, the Ayatollah Khamenei, uh, he was um, meeting with his Cuban counterpart, Iran and Cuba, must form coalition to counter the U.S. and the Western bullying. Uh, so he met with the Cuban president, Miguel Diaz-Canel, uh, in Tehran. And so you're seeing more and more of these the, the Global South coming together to um, stand up, I guess, to the West. Uh, also bad news for Ukraine. It was reported, uh, I think, today, U.S. funding for Ukraine set to run out by the end of the year. White House has issued a blunt warning that the U.S. is set to run out of funds to aid Ukraine by the end of the year, saying that a failure by Congress to approve new support would kneecap Kiev. Also, the Kiev Independent, very pro-Washington outlet, says Zelensky is bypassing uh, Valery Zaluzhny in communication with some commanders. So just more signs that something is rotten in the state of Kiev, uh, in the state of Ukraine, and in the, in the state of the United States. It's not going good for Ukraine. Uh, meanwhile, Putin is going to visit the UAE and Saudi Arabia this week, which again is not good for the West. It just looks like the rest of the world is coming together, buddy-buddy, making deals, scheming and planning um, for the fall uh, of the West. So this looks like it's really good news for Moscow and the Gulf countries, this uh, meeting. Uh, what else we got going on? The Times reporting NATO has three years to prepare for Russian attack, warns Poland, the head of Polish National Security Agency. So, uh, And also Swedish defense chief said, Quote, I can say that right now the conditions don't exist for Ukraine to win the war. We can see in front of us that the war will continue for several years. Meanwhile, Vice reports, Pentagon scientists discuss cybernetic super soldiers that feel nothing while killing in, in, a, in a dystopian presentation, universal soldier. So that's a lot of the news. Just more headlines. America's uh, newest security threat, Chinese lasers. That's from The Hill. Defense One, does the U.S. have what it takes to keep its nuclear edge? So on and so forth. All right, uh, a reminder. Uh, a reminder not to miss out on a thing. Download the TNT Radio app from the Apple App Store or Google Play so you can easily listen live to us anywhere, anytime. Available right now to download. Stay up to speed with TNT Radio. Clashing on the controversies. It's a woke society, and I am fed up with it. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. U.S. authorities accused a retired American diplomat on Monday of having worked for decades as a secret agent for the Cuban government, saying there was evidence that he had secretly supported the foreign nation while he rose up the ranks of the U.S. State Department. Here with the story. Joining me once again, TNT Radio News producer, Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Thanks, Savori. Uh, this is uh, apparently was going on for 40 years or so. This is pretty wild. Uh, the Department of Justice said Monday it was charging Victor Manuel Ra Sorry, Rasha. I'm pretty sure that's how you spell that. Uh, pronounce it 73 of working as a covert agent. That's right. With Cuba's General Directorate of Intelligence since at least 1981, the year he was hired to work in the State Department, Russia, Russia 
it's R-O-C-H-A, I'm pretty sure I'm saying this right, who served in multiple federal roles, including as U.S. ambassador to Bolivia from 2000 to 2002, is accused of using access to classified information and foreign policy influence to benefit Cuba, including traveling outside of the U.S. to meet with Cuban representatives. Attorney General Merrick Garland said Russia's mission was, quote, one of the highest reaching and longest lasting infiltrations of the United States government by a foreign agent. Wow. Garland said in a statement, quote, those who have the privilege of serving in the governments of the United States are given an enormous amount of trust by the public we serve. To betray that trust by falsely pledging loyalty to the United States while serving a foreign power is a crime that will be met with the full force of the Justice Department, end quote. Russia Russia faces counts of conspiring to act as an agent of a foreign government, acting as an agent of a foreign government, and using a passport obtained by false statement, according to the DOJ. He was arrested on Friday in Miami and made an initial court appearance in Florida on Monday. It wasn't immediately clear if Russia had obtained a lawyer. The DOJ said he allegedly revealed Cuban ties during a series of meetings with an undercover FBI agent in 2022 and 2023s. In the meetings, Russia allegedly called the U.S. the quote-unquote enemy, praised Cuba and the late Cuban president Fidel Castro, and referred to his decades of alleged covert work as, quote, more than a grand slam, end quote, while acknowledging the work was, quote-unquote, not easy, according to the complaint from the DOJ. Rocha is also allegedly said at another meeting, uh apparently this is what he said with un- the undercover agent that his work quote strengthened the revolution end quote of his country cuba and the u.s have had a strained relationship since the cuban communist party seized power in 1959 Rocha is from colombia and became a lawful permanent resident after obtaining u.s citizenship in 1978, according to the complaint from the DOJ, during his time in the State Department, Rocha served in various countries in North America, South America, and Central America, including Honduras, Mexico, Argentina, and the Dominican Republic. He also served with the National Security Council from 1994 to 95 and as an advisor to the commander of the U.S. Southern Command, which has a jurisdiction covering Cuba from 2006 all the way up till 2012, according to the DOJ. Oh, my, Rory, this is pretty big news. What do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy, and I don't doubt that, you know, that you'd think, okay, Cuba, what's Cuba going to do? But, um, you know, that info, I'm sure Cuba would share with Iran and China and and Russia. But uh, it's interesting because, you know, we don't really hear too often of such stories, you know, spies being caught. But, uh, you know, this is something that's going on all the time. Uh, I'm sure many governments are infested with uh, spies and um, it's it's I, I kind of think more today the, the greater danger comes from 
the globalists, or, you know, the, the 20th century Cold War framework is, you know, you got a spy that's working for China or for Russia or for some foreign nation. Uh, today, I think it's even uh, what's more dangerous is for the corporations, right? The, the, the real power, not even nation states uh, anymore. So you've got these agents who are um, just doing uh, terrible things. But, you know, this is just normal part of life. Um, spies. Uh, I've thought about myself being a spy and I don't I don't I do not have the character for that. I would be outed in a second. I'd start like sweating. There's no way I could <laughs> ever be um uh a spy, but you know, it's it's this is definitely interesting. I I'm curious as to really how much damage he was able um to do what might be repercussions when it comes to Washington's foreign policy uh so what do you make of this that's a cute story about you not being able to be a spy because we all know secretly you work for msnbc and you're spying on all of us here at tnt right that's what's really going on uh, i don't know i i have to take all of this with a you know a, a huge grain of salt as it were um because the whole story itself could be fake you never know i mean the the, the purpose uh, why would we hear about it you know i mean because certainly embarrassing for the united states right to, to oh look we got a oh whoops we got a big that's a pretty mighty security flaw especially one to admit to so there, there might be some sort of motivation behind the fact that we're even hearing about it uh that's always something to consider um the other thing is you know as you said this stuff happens all the time so you know it's it's gonna happen i guess uh, it's I wonder here's the here's the bigger question is how many people who are like spies working for other countries are currently still in their job and they're they're known to be that way like how many of these people do we allow <clears throat> to be here possibly part of this cat and mouse game where we might be feeding them false information to take to their superiors so it's all very complicated nuanced Tom Clancy kind of stuff. It's just amazing that it's real because some of this stuff plays out like the plot of a fiction novel or a movie. Herboring. Yeah, but I think we also have this have to have this idea: America is not uh, immune; it's not all powerful, uh, and so you know it gets corrupted and and bested and one upped uh, as well. It happens to the to the best of them. Um, and what you just said, it reminds me of my interview on my podcast with Brian Fairchild, former CIA case officer, who will be with me on TNT next month. And he was talking about how in the 21st century, with all the digital technology, this old fashioned spy versus spy Cold War model, um, it's 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 really changing. And um, spies have to get much more um, sophisticated. In fact, they tend to recruit uh, out of the gate, people who have nothing to do with the CAA or intelligence agencies. You know, they'll find someone who's good in their field uh, and then pick pick them up where, you know, traditionally you'd go through, you'd, you'd be run through the CIA machine. Now it's like that that's too compromising because, you know, China's got the spy satellites, everyone can see everything. And so it's a whole new world, Ruckus. Would you be a good spy, Ruckus, do you think? Well, maybe unbeknownst to me, I really am because I was just listening to what you had to say. And I think of like this, this nudging, this idea that they can actually socially engineer people on the individual targeted level. And I wonder how many of us are actually CIA assets and we don't even know it. We're just doing our thing, Herbori, just minding our own business. Who knew?
<laughs> just kidding. Th th this is why I often say people who are being used as useful idiots, sometimes it's wittingly, sometimes uh, they're unwittingly, you know, being pushed in a certain direction by the algorithms. It's like game theory where there's th steer you like cattle with uh, financial benefits and, and boost your um, visibility on the social networks and then they unwitting you you unwittingly become a useful idiot for the system well I, and I take offense Ruckus that I'd be like an NBC spy come on you know, I, I'm a Russian spy RT you know or or China Global Times or something like that uh, anyways catch up with you tomorrow have a great uh evening we have number six uh joining us uh phone lines are open we'll be right back TNT Radio's James Freeman. We have new revised figures from the Office for National Statistics showing that legal, that's not illegal, that's legal, net migration to the UK has witnessed one of the largest increases on record. Three quarters of a million additional people are now living in the UK in the space of just one year. A huge number that comes just three years after we left the European Union. Now, I didn't vote for Brexit um, because of immigration. I voted because of democracy, but millions did vote because they think too many people are coming into the country, which makes what the government has allowed to happen an absolute two fingers up to the people and democracy. Another example, if we needed another, of how the government does the exact opposite to what the people want and vote for. The Freeman Report and James Freeman on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Affordable housing, we can build that. Sustainable housing, we can build that. At MIT Modular, we understand the importance of housing for all and the importance of design, cost, and functionality. Our goal is to meet the needs of our growing population by converting shipping containers to livable units. If you're like-minded and in a position to invest in something meaningful and life-changing, we want to hear from you. We are a team of professional architects, engineers, and financial and tax experts dedicated to offering unique solutions that provide a brighter future. Our Opportunity Zone Fund offers investors both real estate and operating business diversification, five-year tax deferral on capital gains, annual tax benefits, and ultimately tax-free appreciation potential. There are Opportunity Zones all over America. If you're interested in learning more about our services, need affordable housing, or want to participate in creating a new vision for tomorrow, give us a call in the U.S. on 385-985-5702 or read more at MITModular.com. MIT Modular. We can build that. Today's News Talk Radio. I do a lot of streaming radio. I do a lot of free streaming. TNTradio.live. Joining us for his Iron Maiden voyage on TNT is number six, host of TNP Live, the new Prisoners. Um, it's over at AM Wake Up, I believe, every Friday, you can go to the Substack, the new prisoner number six dot substack.com on Twitter X at number six TNP. How are you doing, number six? It's good to hear from you again, H. Um, doing great this evening. I ran into a little bit of technical gremlins, as we call them at TNP and AM Wake Up. Um, the ones that seem to take out your internet multiple times before you have an appearance like tonight. So, <laughs> but luckily you got it solved. Chased them away. But you made it and by the way i was I got, I got some books here i was going to hold up for the people listening watching on video and if you're not, why aren't you watching on video we, we we went to all this trouble we're streaming now on video on on twitter and 
Pentagon Tube and Odyssey and, and Rumble and to prepare for your uh, appearance, you know, I, I I I listened to Iron Maiden's The Prisoner. Uh, you know, I, I got the biography of Bruce Dickinson here, which is pretty cool, his autobiography. And and by the way, fantastic right here, biography of not a number, Patrick McGuhan, uh, a life. I've been a huge prisoner fan. And um, you know, if you could tell us, you know, a bit about yourself, your 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 program, uh, you know, you, you you got some good guests. Your your most recent guest was some dude called Hervoye on on Friday. And uh, you know, tell us about why you were you felt uh, urged to create the program that that you do and uh, you know a little bit about that well it was a blast having you and daniel and uh the overwhelming amount of positivity that i got just from that episode from both the tmp and am wake up crew uh, was just been fans it's been fantastic man um you know people really impressed with daniel was uh, you know out there too the, a lot of references thrown out there with daniel he's He's fantastic, man. But uh, yeah, my own personal journey uh, started in in podcasting back in 2021, whenever Biden put the U.S. Uh, uh, mandates in for vaccination. So um, now with that, uh, and I'm I'm being careful here. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, whenever that happened, I felt compelled uh, to to finally do a podcast. I've had friends that had been urging me in the past, why don't you do a podcast? You always seem to be talking about these things while we're all hanging out and uh, drinking beer and watching documentaries. And uh, I, I started off by watching a lot of music documentaries. And when I ran out of watching those, I got onto the political ones. And I, I found a few that I really liked, like uh, Adam Curtis's Hypernormalization, um, the one that uh, Oliver Stone did on the Untold History of the United States. Uh, so many of those had an impact on me, but whenever the uh, mandates were finally uh, at least put in place the way it seemed, um, it was like that two minutes to midnight is referenced. <laughs> you guys had four before I was listening. But um, yeah, I felt compelled to finally get in it. And uh, since then, I've worked with people that were fighting the mask mandates in Hawaii, uh, working with BJ Penn's campaign, who's running for governor, um, people that ran for office out in Hawaii. Shout out to my friend Jessica. She also helped out with the uh, the Maui fire efforts too. I uh, spoke to her recently. But um, and then after that, I started having on authors like Don Jeffries, who you've had on recently. H, um, fantastic guest and. Uh, from there, it just spun off into meeting all sorts of people, including a, a good friend now of mine and, and a TMP contributor, Lisa Belanger. Uh, she has 25 years in law practice and uh, has t taken cases against Warren Buffett and has uh, had her license uh, suspended from the Board of Overseers in the state of Massachusetts for fighting them against the, the guardianship racket, which you can find her website on all of my uh, Liberty links too. But um, after that, uh, I just sorted, I started focusing more on the January 6th cases for a while. I was working with a um, subject matter expert, uh, you could call him, uh, Gary McBride out of M5 News. And uh, he started uh, going over different footage um, that he had uncovered, you know, of the stuff that was available at the time um, about just different January 6th cases, including one with uh, Victoria White. Um, her story is unbelievable. For those of you that have followed J6 and have never heard her name, um, you should definitely check out the interview that I did with her and uh, the interview that Don Jeffries did with her too. 
um, and Eric Clark, uh, who I've also interviewed on my show. But yeah, her story was getting beat by uh, Jason Bagshaw in a tunnel, um, an unarmed woman beaten until her coat and her shoes and phone and other things weren't no longer attached to her and then dragged into the tunnel and, uh, and then arrested. And she just recently pled out and received uh, a, a much smaller sentence than originally it was proposed, but she was thankful to make her way out of that system. And through this time, I mean, HAC would probably have called myself sort of like a right-leaning or libertarian person when I started this. And after experiencing a lot of these uh, stories and, and, and ex experiencing them too, because I'm, I'm sure that you have some sort of empathetic connection to the people that you talk to doing this too, that, you know, after that, I just sort of felt really disillusioned. And I know you mentioned on, on my show that people often find you maybe blackpilled if they're not that may be familiar with your work. And, you know, I think once you get a little bit into it, and as you brought up too, there's, there's nuance to things, even with my <laughs> take on Henry Kissinger, <laughs> uh, that there's, there's, there's nuance to us all there too, that, um, you know, with, when it came down to, uh, where I, where I was going to fall on any spectrum or anything, I just sort of wound up with the folks over at AM wake up somehow. And uh, over there, and I'm, I'm sure you can attest to this, having been uh, multiple time guests and other things, it's just, it's a great culture. It's very open. Um, it's uncensored. And it's kind of like the way things used to be, like the late 90s, early 2000s in, in media, that we were all allowed to speak to one another, all different identities. You can joke with one another. <gasps> you know, nobody has to clutch their pearls as much. I mean, and then when it comes down to it, I mean, Steve is an excellent dude and so are the other people that he works with. I mean, Chris from Raincast and Shelly have been amazing. So they give me a platform every Friday now to get my stuff out there and help push other people too. Like my friend, Tom Cooper, who uh, does a show called Saturday Night Anarchy on TMP. Like, and I'm, I'm building a, an independent network because where I come from, from the, the DIY, you know, hardcore and metal community, that's how I got associated with, you know, just the prisoner stuff, like you mentioned, you know, through Iron Maiden and learning of that song and where, where that little clip at the beginning comes from. It's just, you know, now I can build my own virtual venue, it seems. And what you guys are doing here with TNT Radio, too, is inspiring. You know, what's going on with this stuff is inspiring. So thank you for having yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's therapy in a way, catharsis to... to talk to people on this platform when you don't got many people around you to talk about this um stuff and so yeah and and you know when you say when you talk about categories uh, like you mentioned right wing libertarian whatever uh lately i've just found myself like when they say you're an anti-vaxxer i was thinking about this today um i always say i'm a not i'm a non-vaxxer i'm not anti-vaxxer it's like if i if someone says you know there, there are funky mexican fruits that i don't like uh, like papaya. Um, and I just don't like them. I don't, I don't eat them. I don't consume them. So am I an anti-papaya or no, I'm just, I don't consume papaya. You want to do it? Feel, go right ahead. And so, and then also I'm, it's like not a line movement. You know, I, I also don't like to, you know, box my box myself in as a rep I'm conservative. Okay. But, um, beyond that, you know, I like to hang out, like you, you said, with people from everywhere. Uh, and that's how it was when we were kids, right? You can talk from it. Be respectful. You say, "Oh, you believe that? I think that's wacky." Okay, I don't believe that, but hey, let's let's have another beer, you know, or or, or something like that. So uh, we're gonna jump to our headlines real quick. Number six. Be right back.
The news you need when you need it. Oh, you have a deep voice. TNT. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. Prime Minister Mahaliwa said on Monday that the death toll from floods in northern Tanzania following torrential rains this weekend has risen to 63, adding to hundreds of other deaths caused by extreme weather in East Africa since seasonal rains began in October. A U.S. airstrike killed five Iraqi militants near the northern city of Kirkuk as they prepared to launch explosive projectiles at U.S. forces in the country. The common housefly, caught in the clutches of the spider's web. Every move it makes just makes matters worse. Then, dinner time. Feast on the captivating stories, videos, and helpful information on our website. Whoa. Dinner's ready. Oh, man. Escape is futile. Just one more video. Get stuck in our web. TNTradio.live. We're back with number six. And I, I mentioned to you on your broadcast that I went, you know, years ago for, I, I think for some social accounts, one of my anon usernames was actually number six i just one of my favorite tv shows of all time the remake with jim caviezel was absolute i tried to love it but it just it was horrible uh by the way what you mentioned earlier i'm not black pilled i'm cyanide pilled like my past guest legal man and uh one, one of the reasons i reference i always use uh, the the two minutes to midnight right five minutes to midnight when when i'm uh, my show is ending for political reasons right the whole nuclear a doomsday yes. clock thing but also it's an iron maiden song two minutes it's another iron maiden song two minutes um to midnight and and by the way you can speak freely here on tnt radio we're not going to be um deplatformed so you can go that's good nuts go nuts with the covid uh stuff and um but getting back to the j6 just real quick um and there are guests that i have on that are more careful uh and i just prefer to be like Let's get right to the point. You know, the hour is late. J6 was a false flag. It was like the, the, the Nazi Hitler's Reichstag uh, events in, was it 1932, I think, where they burned down their own Reichstag to then be able to pass the Enabling Act, which was like the Patriot Act. And it just feels like J6, by all accounts, I mean, let's just say it, people. I, I've talked to some folks and uh, bigger folks in alt media, like when we're hanging out in person, and they would be uh, hesitant to take that step and i'm like come on it's a false flag <laughs> what are your thoughts well one thing i want to note before i forget to mention it is that one of the ways that uh, any evidence would ever be uh presented to the american public or elsewhere um is buried whenever people accept plea deals the, there is no discovery there is no look into the evidence the video evidence uh of these people when they accept uh plea deals and if you look into the records of these defense attorneys and what they've offered and what's come out of them you look at the process and the way that it's worked thus far especially for those influencers out there that love to do their little twitter spaces uh, there's a lot of reasons why there's uh, a lot of plea deals being accepted uh, me thinks but then also it's quite odd that you would find um ray epps at two different positions to breach the capitol in the same day um, also, it's quite odd that uh, people like myself have seen uh, video evidence, because I've posted it, of uh, Ray Epps breaching the Capitol, of which was presented to um, the, I think it was the Proud Boys trial. It was presented to the um, the jury or audience of the and the judge of the Proud Boys trial, uh, video evidence that had been doctored by 
the prosecution. I'm saying doctored in quotes. I can't. I can't show my hands, but um, that that footage. And the reason why I'm saying that is, is that if you watch the footage on my channel, you can see uh, where Ray Epps's entry in the in past the gates, uh, breaching into the Capitol. You can see a glitch that goes right over a video glitch that goes right over his his presence being there, and then followed by the Proud Boys. Uh, being shown breaching the Capitol, which was then turned around in court and said that it was it was them that started. So um, yeah, when you say false flag, I mean all these people were going to the uh, well the stop the steal event, and gee, the best of my knowledge, none of those people have ever even been brought in or questioned or anything. You can indict a ham sandwich, can't you, H? I mean, you think that they'd get one of these people from the giant event on the other side of the Capitol, drawing people from Trump's speech across the Capitol, directly into the line of fire where this incident occurred? You think that all the people on the other end just may have been, you know, involved? Hmm. It's really interesting, too, because you mentioned uh, Ken Silva, who's really awesome. I plan on having Ken Silva on TMP a lot more, too, hopefully this upcoming Friday. Uh, but uh, that's that's your confirmation, Ken. If you're listening, but no, um, when it comes down to uh, pe people uh, with Stop the Steal and like that type of movement, uh, it was recently reported on Headline USA, I believe, that uh, Trump is stating that he would like to know if there were people there in an official capacity so that he could prove that he didn't know anything that was going on during that moment. Because if there were other people there doing a sting operation, whose sting was it? And who gets to do a sting operation around the president without his knowledge or the Secret Service's knowledge? Big question mark there, H. So. Yeah. And, um, you know, Operation Gladio, strategy of tension, tactics, they just keep using over um, and over. And you know, I, I, I was to switch gears a bit. You know, I did want to ask you about how you view alternative media but then you know a sub question that i had was controlled opposition and you mentioned stop the steal and i think my sense now is that taking a step back and a wider look at all independent media i like to call it non-mainstream media you know again i just don't like to categorize myself alternative media independent media whatever but um you we have to admit that there are bad actors there are people who are uh just overtly if you understand that they're spreading disinformation um as alternative media they're hyping stuff up that never comes to pass um there there's definite infiltration by the, the government i mean i've pointed this out to ken silva uh hal turner he did a story on hal turner and then i i, I knew who i knew who was who's an fbi informant um and then i i pointed out others and in alt media who have big followings like Steve Quayle, Mike Adams of Natural News are often often citing Hal Turner. And I'm like, how can you trust this guy who's basically a, a, a fed and I wouldn't touch him. I wouldn't share any article from his website. Um, but you know, any thoughts on how alt media uh, uh, is, is, uh, has been uh, infiltrated? Well, H, I mean, we talked a little bit about it at the end of uh, TMP Live on Friday. And uh, one of the reasons why I wear the hood, as it's referred to in Luchadori, uh, is uh, because it protects me uh, in a certain way. Like if I'm dealing with other people, that there's a layer of protection given by that anonymity. 
And the fact that I can work um, with different stories and talk about all these different third rail topics and be able to express my thoughts freely and ask questions freely and find other people all around the world to do it too. Um, I can see where that would, well, where that would piss people off. So uh, when you're talking about something like maybe showing exculpatory evidence for a trial in J6, like I've done, or whenever it comes to uh, showing other information early on about whether or not what we were dealing with was a recombinant bat vaccine that was dispersed by various governments across the world. And not like how it was told to us where it jumped from a magical pangolin or whatever that was. I mean, just little simple things like that can make one a target. I mean, seeing people like yourself, though, where you've talked to all these other people that I've talked to, you seem to be doing fine. So maybe I'm being a little bit paranoid about it. But also, I thought about this today, too, because with our conversation on Friday, I realized that when I first started this, I had no idea what the heck I was doing or what I was getting into. So having this layer of protection of the anonymity was fine. But then also, along with it, though, is that it removes a lot of my own fallibilities. Like I, I can often mess things up and not even realize it, let alone be prescriptive in what I tell people to do with their lives or their political thoughts. I prefer to stay in a, a realm where things are more open because I can ask questions and people like yourself can school me on those things. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this more like a journey. And then I also look at this too, where it's going to be a generational journey. I don't look at immediate solutions. When you, when you look at those labels and what people try to do with it and how everything's riding on this next election and everyone's betting on the big game, man, I've seen that come down a couple of times and I guess I've had enough of it. So I'm looking for something new, but like Dave Mustaine said, better be good this time. <laughs> so, and, 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 you know, to what you said, I'm, I'm not kidding. I mean, I've, I think about this every year, like every once in a while, I still feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. Honestly, I, I, I mean, I've been doing podcasting for a long time. But it's like, I still feel like I kind of like, I'm because when I started podcasting, I had no, I, I was just flying by the seat of my pants um, and there were errors along the way, but um, yeah. And, and I had a conversation on my podcast earlier this morning with Paul Kudanek of Winter Oak, who does fantastic work. And we were talking about this as well. And um, one way to prevent, um, alt media, whatever organization from being hijacked by the powers that be is keeping it small. You know, if, it, if it's a lean operation or if it's just like one person, me doing my podcast, or maybe you got two people or three that you really trust, then it's much harder to, to infiltrate and break apart. But then if you've got a bigger like Infowars organization where you got like 40, 50, I don't know, 20, 30, 40, 50 workers. I mean, I want how do you hire, how do you vet someone? Uh, you, you can go painstakingly, you know, you can make it a painstaking process. Uh, and hire someone who looks legit. They talk the talk, but then they're they're working for, um, you know, BlackRock, or 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 something. Um, I I did want to get your thoughts then on who rules the world uh, as as you see it. You know, there's a great scene from The Prisoner with Patrick McGuhan where they the the, the bad guy talks about a, a world government uh, actually in in The Prisoner. So you know, your thoughts on how you see the new world order great reset and and all that well i'd say back in 2016 i started paying more attention to politics again in my life i'd taken about about 
eight to 10 years off from really being involved in anything or caring all that much. Let's focus on other things in life. So when it finally got time for me to start paying attention again, when Trump was in every conversation, everywhere I went from you know the grocery store to just hanging out with friends, I guess I, I, I got back into the conspiracy of it through Russiagate. And that really kind of gave me a tip as to like, what might be going on behind the scenes. And as I started listening to more and more podcasts, there was definitely a, a, a Joe Rogan episode with Sargon of Akkad that had a big influence on what I wanted to do with this too, because of people that pay attention to the history of things. And from there, I mean, from, geez, you combine that with some of the documentaries that I've mentioned before, like hypernormalization. Um, I started thinking that our government's not, they're not the shot callers. They're not the ones that are, you know, they're not even reading the bills. They tell us that now. <laughs> I mean, it's gone full idi idiocracy with it. They've broken the fourth wall and they've told us that they don't even bother reading the bills. They don't write them. They have staffers that do that. Um, where did the staffers get those ideas? Well, they get them from academia. Where did those people in academia get those ideas? Oh, from industry, because there's a demand for that. Well, who rules industry? The banks? Okay. Well, what's above them? <laughs> um, it could be Satan. could be lizard people. I don't know yet, but I'm willing to find out. <laughs> I, I am, yeah, I, I'm willing to find out, open that door, see what's on the other, on the other side, staring, looking to the uh, abyss. Uh, number six, it's time for our break. Again, people can check out the new prisoner, number six, dot substack, dot com. Uh, from there, I mean, you'll find links to the broadcast, which goes to Rockfin uh, and on Twitter, uh, Twitter X at number six TNP. Phone lines are open as well. We'll be right back. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. These are parlous times for liberty in the United States and for the Constitution and the rule of law. House Republicans have joined with their Democrat colleagues to oust Republican Representative George Santos, only the sixth member to ever be removed from the lower legislative chamber. Three were removed in 1861 after they joined the Confederacy, and the other two following their convictions of the crimes of which they were accused. Santos has been accused of fraud crimes, but not convicted. This is a premature, preemptive strike by Republicans on one of their own, and it sets a dangerous precedent. Now, I hold no grief for George Santos. He seems, quite frankly, like a wingnut, but it's up to the constituents of his district to remove him from office, absent a criminal conviction. This is just one more episode in the long history of Republicans bowing to Democrat will. It seems as though when Democrats win elections, they get their own way. And when Republicans win elections, Democrats still get their own way. This is why we're so upset with the Republican Party. Grow a pair, stand up, and say no to the other side. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. When the world's endangered animals need help most, when their lives are at greatest risk, when they would otherwise be lost, the International Fund for Animal Welfare is there, taking action to rescue the animals we love, to protect them and their threatened natural habitats. See how you can help animals and people thrive together at joinifall.org. 
This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It is our final segment here with number six, uh, Anon. He is the host of The New Prisoners, which is uh, broadcast every Friday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern over at um, the uh, on Rockfin at the AM Wake Up uh rockfinlibertylinks.io slash tnp and uh by the way three hours um i don't usually do that but i i i think my record has been with with um my friend wheezy who who you might be familiar with the what is true yes. podcast i think i did three hours with him and then uh three hours with you guys for me that's a lot i think wheezy said his his record was eight hours i mean that's insane but uh how do you do three hours at and at, 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 well i um, last year I used, to, I used to do three hours on tnt but you know it's 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 um it's not easy your your thoughts oh man three hours goes by like a flash um i li- i listen back to pretty much every episode that i can just to see what the heck even happened um there's something about what i've done with tmp from the first episode where it's just as soon as i get going and i'm into the conversation it's i have blinders on the 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 rest of the room could be on fire (laughs) uh there's just so much that goes into my end now production wise with Streamyard and connecting with people and sharing things that um i'm 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 usually uh sidetracked with that too so good thing that you know you don't see me on camera uh doing what i do because i'm usually scrambling (laughs) all around trying to make uh everything appear on the screen for the, the viewers but um, and checking all the chats and things of that nature. But I, I mean, I'd say that one of the things that makes the three hours go by even faster uh, is having not only excellent guests, but I've had amazing contributors in the past, especially my friend Lisa, who's just, she, Lisa Belanger is a consistent part of TNP. Uh, she's there with me pretty much every Friday. Uh, I was I was sad that she couldn't join us uh, this past week, but uh, she she will in the future. So um, and other, I'd recommend having her on her, her tour about her, her tour, her story about guardianship, uh, would probably clue in a lot of your listeners about a global problem. Um, this is something that happens all over the planet where the elderly to children are taken out of the custody of, of people and families, um, under the guardianship and custo or, um, I'm sorry, uh, conservatorship, uh, laws that are in western nations and lisa has fought against that and has been punished uh, by the board of overseers in the state of massachusetts for doing so so um yeah she would be a fantastic guest i highly recommend but um three hours yeah if you listen to me ramble there get, just give me some if we talked about music h we can go for six like we're, we're getting up to like richard grove podcast territory there we're looking like seven eight hours like if we could just I mean, talk it, about it, Chris it, Cornell it, and Soundgarden and that scene and its impact in our lives, like, boy, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it happens in real life. I with friends, we will end up talking five, six, seven hours into the late night, and I was talking to a friend of mine over the weekend. It came up; they were asking me about my work, uh, and I was I was discussing Joseph Arthur, who's got uh, he's awesome. He's got a show, I think, every Saturday here on TNT, uh, and and I just had I had just seen. Uh, he posted he had interviewed uh i'm gonna go listen to that maybe tonight uh, elaine johannes uh, of the band 11 
and who played on Chris Cornell's solo album Euphoria, Euphoria Morning. And I was a huge Chris Cornell fanboy. And I um, in 99, that was my first ever concert was to see Chris Cornell perform Euphoria Morning in Chicago with Elaine Johannes on the guitar. Uh, he also played on the Sun Shower song, which was in the soundtrack. Um, I'm forgetting now from the movie, but um, I was like, wow, Joseph Arthur was talking to Elaine uh, Johannes. And then, well, last year, I happened to be a guest in Joseph's program, and he I was shocked. Like He was telling me he he went on a hike with Chris Cornell back in the day. Uh, he, he had met him like that. How cool uh, was that? But uh, And by the way, people in the chat have been talking about what color pill they are. Joe is fentanyl pilled. That's pretty funny. So I'm cyanide pilled. I, I'm standing with le a legal man. Legal man and I are cyanide pilled. Joe is fentanyl pilled. Um, but just to go back to the elites, uh, you know, who rules the world, but their end game, you know, the things that they're doing, it just seems clear now that they're openly advertising in their face what they're doing. King Charles III at COP28, basically, uh, what was it that he said? I, I mean, just right out in the open. Let me well, in the episode of Union of the Unwanted I was on, I was informed that I think it was Mel Kay that brought up that uh, Prince Charles started a countdown clock. So we already have like a, a, a nuclear countdown clock to when the world's supposed to change according to them. And I refer to them as the global corporatist oligarchy for a reason, because every single like, especially if you look at entertainment, like music is very near and dear to me, as I just mentioned. So, I mean, if you look at the world of music. Hasn't that been conglomerated and ruined over the past like 20, 30 years or so? Or am I just getting old? <laughs> what, is, what does the audience think out there? <laughs> has the no, music I mean, industry just, been ruined? <laughs> th th there's a great clip I came across yesterday that was just recently posted. Someone on my Telegram. Um, uh, uh, where is it? The, ah, here it is. This musician has got a huge following on YouTube. Uh, Jairus Johnson. He's got like 200 plus thousand followers. And he said, why you should never sign to a record label. Uh, and he explained what happened um, to, to him. But just going back to King Charles, he, he literally said, how can those which have a perverse impact be eliminated with all due speed? So he's, he, he's again, openly he's referring to how can those, you know, companies, I feel insulted by that age. <laughs> countries have a perverse impact on the environment be eliminated. But I think in his heart, like he was like in his head thinking, I'm thinking of you, serfs and plebs. How can we eliminate y'all quickly? I mean, that's what they're doing. And, uh, you know, th there's this eugenic, uh, eugenicist aspect to what they're doing to the planet. They openly talk about it. So they're, they're, they're trying to call the population and install, you know, the, the control system. And I, I, I'm cyanide pilled because I, I just see them advancing and nothing is stopping them. You know, CNN. I mean, mainstream news, CNN from a week ago, the headline, they're talking about it's time for carbon passports. I mean, seriously. And then our governments every day, like my government here in Mexico, they keep installing all these digital control systems. And so, yeah, that, that's what I'm looking at. You know, your, your further thoughts. I mean, they control the means of production. That's it. Like, if you want to make it, if you want to get over in mainstream media, you have to be one of them. You have to ascribe to whatever they do. You have to say the things that they want you to say. You could even tell untruth to people about anything from a gas attack to a shot that goes in your arm. You could tell untruth all day as long as you're under their umbrella. But when you're not, you, you're not singing in the rain all the time. I mean, there is there is a lot of uh, a lot of things that happen to people uh, when it comes to getting their 
message out there. One of the things that uh, we cannot rely on is the algorithms of any of these platforms to to benefit us. I'm sure Google smashes uh, TNT radio whenever it comes to people trying to find it. Uh, search engine optimization is a, an entire industry based on that to try and reverse that type of algorithmic suppression. Good luck with that, though, because it costs a lot. And to be able to do it, we have to be provocative. We have to be perverse. We have to be the people that get people's attention because they're not going to find it anywhere else in the mainstream. Speaking of TNT, I got to read this tweet from TNT today. Uh, I don't know who was to tweet. It says, uh, TNT Radio tweets, Sky News Australia rolls out new streaming app for $5 per month. However, TNT Radio.live has a free streaming app. The TNT Radio app has radio and TV and tells the truth. The Sky News Australia app doesn't tell uh the truth and that was um spot spot on um and you know we are what three minutes to midnight thoughts on resistance you know um for me it's just keep telling the truth with every ounce of your every fiber of your being do not comply even if it means death i often think of my grandfather who was a prisoner of the croatian nazi regime he did not comply uh he survived but to his old age but uh, you know two and a half minutes to midnight your your further thoughts on pushing back against uh the tyranny to quote one of my favorite metal bands of all time between the buried and me the future is behind us and behind uh is a wealth of media what we can do in order for to be resistant is that we can make the stuff that's sitting behind you we can make books we can make movies we could do things like what t snyder is doing we could do other things like third eye carnival like am wake up is doing uh, we can branch out in all different mediums and create things that'll be archived because again i think that this is a generational fight my friend and the more that we can leave for future researchers future people that are curious like us people that have that critical mindset. And if we can get more people to adopt that into our culture and subculture, then we got a shot, but don't ask for it in your own lifetime. Maybe that's asking too much. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's a longer timeline. And I was just thinking today, I haven't, I, you know, when we, you know, this whole new whistleblower out of New Zealand that everyone's talking about now, I'm always hesitant to jump the gun on stories. I let it mature for a while to see what's going on you know maybe it could be a government psyop but the point is that if he's the real deal i mean imagine if we had more and more whistleblowers coming out in governments uh, all over the world you know julian assange's and, and people like that that would really put the spoke in their wheels um we need more whistleblowers because that is really going to mess things up for um the degenerate uh elites the and whistleblowers need people like us to platform them that's what exactly. i'll say i think D david mcbride right we've got one of uh, he's on tnt radio anyways we're out of time best thank you for coming on i would love to have you back again tell us where we can find you uh you can find me at libertylinks.io slash tnp and and there it is on the screen tnt radio vision so people can see the links to uh, of all the guests uh very cool new stuff going on here at TNT Radio. All right, uh, number six, we'll catch up in the future. I'm signing off. Steve Malzberg is up next. And of course, I have to say, be seeing you. <laughs>